It's the Manly Danger Show with your hosts, Chet Manley and Max Danger. Chet and Max are on assignment this week in Helsinki covering the Putin-Trump summit. Your special guest hosts are Matthew Thornton and Jack Heald. Now, here's Matthew and Jack. Hey, man. hey everybody. We're, we're here again. <laughs> that was a really, yes, we was are. Like, like a radio DJ thing. Yeah. You sound just like a radio DJ. Yeah, I sound like a chipmunk today. I don't know. Why. <laughs> I told you, you, you need to turn down the, the amount of helium in your air there in the, the recording studio. <laughs> <laughs> I did that the other day. Caroline's, uh, Caroline's son graduated from high school, and he brought home yeah. like 25 helium balloons. Did and you so, do it? Oh, yeah. And you didn't I, send me a video or anything? Yeah. <laughs> Well, just once you hear the recording here, um, you have, I, I sounded like, like you sound right now. You, yeah. Well, that, you have this very low booming, like, yeah, but so do you. Cool voice. I think mine sounds more like a, like an old, one of those old, uh, gangsters or like a, like a baseball, oh, yeah. whatever, like the baseball yeah. announcer. What yeah, was... sitting there in the in the you know that's the top quarter of the ninth inning, and the yeah. guys, yeah, kind of a, think... a radio guy from the thirties, huh? Yeah, from the from the yeah, 20s. <laughs> okay. So, what are you uh, thinking today? That's what I want to know. What are you thinking about today? <laughs> well, I was listening to a podcast, thinking about podcasts, and uh, they were talking about. Uh, how politicians are all awful and it's like the exact wrong kind of person. And I've thought for a long time, what do you think about this? That, that public office should be like jury duty. Like you can't, there are no elections. You just have to go do it. So you're just randomly selected, no felons, no, uh, you know, people who are currently hallucinating. Um, I don't know if that is that like the well, we're like for, we're both for jury then, right? For jury, well, no, like you can have you can hallucinate all the time, all you want, especially if it's like something natural, like mushrooms or whatever. But but currently, I don't think you should be, you know, forced to be on a jury. For example, if you're current, you know, if you're like crazy or whatever, I don't know. Because aren't those the qualifications for jury duty? Like you can't be a felon, you can't be insane, but pretty much everybody else, you gotta go. Yeah, there. I think so. You He's can't done. be convicted. So I think it should be like that. Like instead of term limits, because no one that gets elected is gonna be for term limits. Um, I mean, or very, very, very few. So you were never going to get, because most, I think 80% of the country wants term limits, right? So the best way to well, do obviously that is, not, is to make it so. electing the same people. If we well, because they're the only run, ones running. We impose them. Were they're the only ones running, though. I would love to see none of the above as, as an option. And, and you could actually elect. No, that would be, of. that would be the best option is one of the options is pick one at random so then if everybody if if 33 percent or 34 percent of the population picked just pick one just pick some random dude then it would be they would send a notice and it would be like oh like shit honey we're, I have to, we're sorry I have to, to inform you that you've been elected to congress yeah i have to go be in the senate for like six months <laughs> or whatever or or less fewer like three months I have to go and vote on like eight things. That's all they really, they're not doing anything. They're just raising money. All they do is raise money. So what you do is you ha- you send out a, a little envelope with an official kind of thing on it. So it looks all serious. So people open it. The 8% of the population that still gets mail. Yeah. 
And I would get it, and they would go like, oh, you got to be president. And I'd go like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. And they go, exactly. Now, someone that doesn't want to do it would be way better at it than anybody that wants to do it. Somebody that wants to be president should be the first person that is disqualified from holding that office. <laughs> so uh, you kind of root out all the people that want power over other people and that want to, you know, I think that that's how Athens actually did it. I think Athens had government by lot. Yeah, there's you. You gotta go. You know, you gotta go be in the. the, Yeah, you gotta be in the Senate for the next two years. You gotta be the speaker of the house. And they go, "What does the speaker of the house do?" They go, "No one knows. Just go. Just go stand over there." (laughs) And then you would have something probably quite similar to what you have today, which is interns running the whole thing. <laughs> right. 23-year-old like, ideologues. The staff. Yeah, the all staff the decisions is, is running. Exciting. You stand here, say this, do that. Oh, yeah. And, um, but the nice thing is, like, you'd, get, you'd have just much more, I think, much more common sense. Like, wait, wait, wait. What's the budget? And what are we spending on... Uh, you know, tacos for the for the homeless or whatever. I don't know. You go, yeah, that's worth it. Let's get them some tacos. And then they go, how much are we spending on this? And you go, no, 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 I don't think so. And I like that. I, you don't need to know anything about politics. You just need to know common sense stuff. What's the budget? And then if you don't know, you would just go, ah, I don't know. Leave, we'll leave, I'll leave it for the next guy. Because <laughs> at some point you'll get an economist in there, and he'll be like, "Yeah, you can't be spending your way out of a, you know, like like the Churchill thing, like you taxing your way out of a recession is like a man lifting himself up by a bucket that he's standing in." Or I don't know, it was a cool quote. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So the, you know, you get some guy in there that's like, "Oh no, you need to lower taxes, and then uh, then everybody does better." And they go, oh, cool. That last guy didn't know, so he just, he passed. <laughs> That's what I think most people would do. It's like, what do you guys vote on this? And they go, I, I pass. That's fascinating. Uh, you know, the, I've, I've thought about that as well. Um, I think it was Robert Heinlein in his book, um, Stranger in a Strange Land, which is a a yeah, it's a, it's an interesting book if you haven't read it. Um, I have not. Um, he he posits the, you know, Heinlein was basically a political theorist who masqueraded as a science fiction author. Um, his book, uh, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, is is probably one of the foundational documents anybody who wants an introduction to libertarianism should read. It's just, and it's and it's you know, it's disguised as science fiction. So it's like Ayn Rand in space or something? No, 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 no. Ayn Rand's a terrible writer. Is it Ayn or Ayn? Ayn. Ayn? Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, you'd think her Russian parents would have spelled her name like us English speakers would would be able to. <laughs> well, it, it, this is America. That's right. So... Hey, <laughs> so, so imagine that, suppose, just suppose that, that <laughs> you're born in some country, but yeah. you know that your kid is eventually going to get famous in a complete, in a country where they don't speak your language. So you've right. got to give him a name Dave. for that country. David. But, but, you know, like the Latin speaking countries don't pronounce the V. So you know, being David. No, it's Cheryl. like David or whatever. I say David. Not David. It's that real soft B. Was was Ayn Rand a, a man or a woman? <laughs> well, I don't know. He's, he's she a, was. She was. She was a, definitely like, female, but she. We all know how to say extremely Svetlana or like Svetlana, right? Natasha. That's a cool name. That's right. But That's right. Natasha. I mean, not everybody should be named that. Whatever. Yeah, I, I always feel bad, like, when I call 
customer support and I can tell it's like somebody in India or something. Yeah. And they're like, and they're like, hello, my name, my name is Mitch. And I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> like, give me, give me a little credit. I could probably pronounce. Hello, know, this is Scott. How may I help you? Yeah. It's like, you're not Scott. Like, and then it's like, yeah, it's, you know, Shrivan or whatever. And I'm like, I can say that. Like, come on. Right. Yep. I, I mean, I, 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 I guess I appreciate the effort, but I kind of want them to like stick to who they are. I don't know. I like that too. I do too. Anyway, I, I, well, so, you know, as somebody who's struggled um, with the whole name thing for a good bit of my life, I really appreciate people who's, I think names are important. I just, I really do. And being forced to use a pseudonym. Oh yeah. They, Speaking well, of which, Speaking of which, I mean, I know this what? is off the subject, but Chet and Max are like, have you noticed two weeks in a row? Just bail on us at the last minute. Rich people. Uh, Am I right? Yeah. They're always off doing something. Always off doing something. Going to Greece and fighting. Is that where they are? Do you know where they are? I don't know what they're doing. They better not be fighting bulls, though. I'm very opposed to that. I think that's, I think that was last month. I don't know. The I running really, of the bulls in Pomplona. I don't like that at all. I think it's really mean. They don't want to be doing that shit. Come on. I'm not making a top? judgment here. Running you around. Clearly never read any Ernest trying Hemingway, to, have you? Trying to stab a guy in the torso. I, they don't need to be doing that. They want to be. Out on a the field. They want to be humping lady cows is what they want to be doing. Yeah, or just munching on a daisy. Yeah, but uh, man, don't, probably... don't, don't you get your blood running sometimes? You just want to get into a good fight? Uh, no. <laughs> there's a, statistically, there's a much higher chance of you getting hit or punched or kicked when you get into a fight. And uh, all of those. Oh, uh, I'm not sure about that. Have you got any research to back that up? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a web a website called um, fights.org. <clears throat> it shows people that get in fights are a lot have a lot higher probability of getting hurt. Fights.org. We'll see if we can get them to be a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fights.org slash are you crazy? Come on, man. This. You ever been punched in the face? Just just twice. Twice it really, in my life. It really hurts. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I was watching this video. Speaking of which, I was watching this video yesterday, and I had no earthly idea how I stumbled onto it. I think it had something to do with marketing, and it was it was a street fight kind of an organized street fight, you know? So there was this huge crowd that made this ring for the two fighters. Okay. And this one guy, um, he's doing that Brazilian capoeira or however it's pronounced, all this spinning and turning and handstands and stuff. Yeah. Um, with the, he's Is got the, the dreadlocks. With the and, dreads and, the, and then he, fought, he was fighting a Marine. I don't know what this guy was. He was just, he was just kind of, it looks like a farm boy, you know, out of Iowa or something. Yeah. Just like, and like crew cut, no shirt. There. Right. Farm boys just yeah. standing there. Well, well, <laughs> you know, Javier is doing his old cap away. He's riling up the crowd. Yeah. Farm, literally farm boy is just standing there, hands by his side. And, and while this other guy is doing his, his ritual, whatever right. that is, you know, I'm, right. I'm the baddest man on the planet kind of thing. And as soon as, as the dreadlock Capoeira guy gets within punching distance, farm boy hits him one time. It was once one punch. That was like Brad Pitt. Cold. Brad Pitt and snatch. Remember that? Yeah. He was like the greatest fighter of all time. No, I don't. I don't think I saw that one. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. What's it called? He gets like 
Brad Pitt gets in like amazing shape. Like he's, he's like as like abbed out as I am, you know? Whoa. uh, That's a phrase, right? Abbed out. Abbed abbed out. It's really, he just gets totally cut. If we made an acronym out of that, it would be abbed out as I, A O A I M. Aum. Okay. Carry on. Yeah. Let's let's not do that. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, he's like that. Like he'll, he'll let the other guy like kind of punch him for a while and he'll just, and then at some point he just, he can take him out with one punch, just a strategically placed death blow. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I remember that video. That was really funny. Guy was jumping around. God, it was hysterical. Showing off. <laughs> I think it would, I, well, the caption I think in one of them was that he was he was like fighting a marine or something, and it's like, like it was like the Indiana Jones, the yeah, Jones yeah. where the guy's got the big broadsword and he's doing all his thing, and Indy just kind of goes. Which they say that that wasn't in the script. Yeah, that, that he had the flu that day. Yep, and wasn't feeling up for the fight, and then that was like the best. <laughs> And just and shot him. Scene, right? <laughs> That's some good improv. That was good he's improv. Like, he's like the Drew Carey of fight scenes. <laughs> yes. I just mentioned Drew Carey. The Drew Carey of fight scenes. So, because he's known for his improv shows and the, all that stuff. Like the whose line is it and all that stuff. That's right. terrible. Right. Anyway, uh, back to the Ein brand being a terrible writer i don't yes i never read any of that because uh i you know i don't have time but i i don't like the idea of art that's that's written for an agenda well yeah and and that's that's why i don't think art like i think of that as like a, a creative way of putting your ideas into a story, but you can yeah. tell that it's not a good story. It's, it's sort of like, um, what was that mo- movie with Danny DeVito? Um, where he was the, oh, the Lor- from the train. No, the Lorax. It's oh. like the story written with the agenda first. So they're like, how do we tell the kids that, uh, cutting down trees is evil and we're all going to die. Right, and then they're like, "I know, we'll do a movie with Danny DeVito, which is this little guy with a mustache." And they go, "Okay, cool." And everything in the movie has to be about the the agenda, so the right. story is driven, you know. Whereas, if it was just a story, and then it ended up having the message that we should save trees or whatever, that's fine. Right, but it's when it's when it's sort of driven by the agenda, that's never good art. Which you know, I've been someone talked about Ayn Rand as as that, like it's yeah. it's agenda driven. So all of the characters have are all the same. Um, I think it was person. Jordan Peterson who I heard say that 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 the oh, reason okay. that that that, been, yeah. that Ayn Rand's the reason that that her work is not considered literature is because she started with an agenda, and just used her her writing to promote. So it was a woman. Yes. Ayn Rand, Ayn Rand is a woman, yes, or was. She might still be, for all I know. I don't know what happens after you die. But. Yeah, but there's, there are some Russians named Alexei that are dudes. I don't, like, over there, it's kind of, you know, all bets are off. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get it. All right, then. So, a good story needs to be sort of a... I was thinking about this this week. That's interesting you would bring this up. Um, I was thinking about this whole idea of creating order out of chaos and, and how, um, gosh, who was it? I, I don't know. Some sculptor. It might have been Michelangelo, but somebody said, how do you know what to, you know, how do you know what to sculpt? to you know what to what part of the stone to cut off and he he said i just cut off everything that doesn't look like 
whatever it is that I want to build. Um, he could see, apparently, I mean, I, don't, I never met him, but he could see when he would look at the uncut, like the raw material, he could see what it was. Yeah. And then he felt, one of the quotes was that he felt like he was freeing yeah. the thing from the rest of the stone. Right. That whole, and, and, and to me, that's, that's that same idea of bringing order out of chaos. Um, and it had, it had never occurred to me until just this week as I was pondering this, that, that those, those things that, that we bring out of the realm of darkness, they're there, but they're undifferentiated from the darkness. And, and it is our creative, efforts that differentiate the thing that is in fact it already exists we're not so much creating as ordering this that's is really interesting this is really meta but um no i i think about this all the time because of songwriting because i've the way that i've tried to explain it so many times is i'm not writing it i'm sort of bringing it into this dimension by giving it sound right you're but taking it, or, it from it a dimension exists. where it is but can't be heard right well or maybe it can i know i think i'm gonna get sued by a bunch of people when as soon as i die <laughs> then i'm gonna go up into the into that dimension and they're gonna be like dude you stole all our songs and then like we're making money on them not very much but like we want some of that and like, or, or we just, we, we just want the credit and be like, sure. I didn't I'm, know. I told everybody I wasn't doing it because I do think there's something, they exist somewhere else. And then, but I, I like the idea that they're, they're undifferentiated. That's a really cool way of putting it that I haven't heard before. But I think that's, you know, as, as I've been pondering it, that's really what the, that's really what almost all of, of our being is about is is calling out of the darkness out of the chaos into the light differentiating what is in fact already there but but giving it form giving it shape i mean you know this is echoes of genesis one obviously well the interesting thing though is that there there's a theory i was just reading about this that well you you said said you don't read out of the light I read a lot of articles and stuff. Oh, okay. And then like, but out of the light, which is a really interesting thing. There's a theory that all matter and energy in the universe came from the speed of light slowing slightly. And that matter came from that. There's a really cool idea. I haven't, Um, I haven't stumbled across that one yet. Yeah. That the, that the big bang was like, yeah, like, like actually the more they find out about science and physics, the more that a lot of the stuff in Genesis matches up like to the, to the whole, you know, like creation of the earth and stuff like that. It's really interesting. Yeah. No, I'm, and like, and like the, that, uh, when you speak something, you make it into, you, you bring it into this dimension. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's a similar thing to a song or a, a melody or a lot of these ideas or stories, or, you know, it, you're bringing this truth into this dimension just by making a sound yeah. that wasn't before. And now that you kind of speaking, it makes it real speaking. It makes it a, like a tangible not tangible, like you can touch it, but it's, it brings it into the world for real. That's a, that's right. a cool thing to do with yeah. an idea. Well, see, that's partly why I've always thought that names are so important. If you name something wrong, I think it's possible to pick the wrong name for somebody or for something. Um, so and I this is possible. Yeah. This is kind of a, I guess it's, kind of spiritual in a way, but, but 
I've met people, and I'm sure you have too, who, who will tell you your name. And and sometimes I, I only think it. Sometimes I say it out loud. Oh, you don't look like a Cheryl. <laughs> you know, you look like a an, an, an Eloise or a Kevin or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, I would never, I n- I've never had the thought, you look more like an Eloise. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that thought. But I have had the thought, like, you don't look like a Cheryl. There are a few people that look like a Cheryl. I met one Cheryl that was like a, like 24. And I was like, what? There's a 24-year-old Cheryl stomping around? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't stomping. You know what I mean? Right. I, I get it. These old names. You know, I just I just went to a high school reunion. And I realized that there are no young women with the names of 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 the women that were at my high school reunion. Yeah, um, it drives me crazy because I I named my kids like stuff that I thought was cool, and everybody thinks that that's cool right now. I know, I know. It's going to be like one of those traditional things, like Lisa and Tina and all that stuff from the right, 80s. right, and now. Nobody's named Lisa. Exactly. And then what really drives me crazy is that the odds are that we will at some point have a president, Jaden. <laughs> and I don't, I'm, I don't like it. I, I don't want to be around when that happens. I'm going to be. <laughs> in my 70s or 80s or whatever probably in 90s you know they're gonna fix everything by the time i'm in my whatever 60s 70s Hopefully. so we'll all live till you know whenever we just want to feel like checking out so i'm gonna be 91 or whatever and they're gonna be like yep it was president president Jaden beat out his his opponent mason Uh, or whatever. Oh, I'm afraid you're right. Oh, president. Yeah, there's going to be a president Madison. <laughs> and not like the last name. Right, like right. It's going to be some some girl named Madison Jones or something. Yeah. yeah, man. Everybody tries to be so unique. And that's my, that's, that's part of my, my frustration with naming. And, and, you know, naming something is a form of, of drawing it out of the, out of, the, out of chaos into a, a state of order. Um, well, yeah, but I think it also shapes. I do. I, I agree. I think it shapes. Like, yeah, I think, I, I think my personality would be different if I were named Jaden. <laughs> oh, which reminds me. Much worse. I would be a much worse person. I think. No offense to all of you total lovely Jadens out there. <laughs> oh my lord! I was. I would wear my hat backwards a lot. I think. Uh huh. Yep. You probably would. Ever think about this? I I'm out at you know bars and restaurants and stuff a lot, and the amount of people that take a girl out girls always get look nice or not always but most of the time the girl looks nice she's going out to dinner she's dressed up a little bit she's got her shoes on and stuff and then uh a guy has a backwards hat and like a like a big you know like a jersey or some sort of shirt board shorts and flip-flops i mean flip-flops you can't be wearing flip-flops in public. No. Okay, unless you're at the beach. If you're at yeah. the beach or at the pool. Yeah. Or maybe like to get the mail. Like I went out earlier to uh, just to the, you know, get some corn tortillas from this carniceria place that makes awesome stuff. So I go, I'm like, ah, I don't need to put on shoes. I'm just going to zip in and zip out. So I'm I'm in public for maybe 34 seconds or whatever. So I made an exception. Usually I don't. And I told I, my kids, oh. 
they can't go out in basketball shorts. You have to put on something presentable or whatever. Yeah. But guys wearing flip flops and backwards baseball hats, taking a girl out. Uh, it's not the first just, date. It's it's obviously not the first date. Yeah, but shouldn't you try to treat every date like it's the first one? Like try to keep making a decent impression so she's well. Yeah, you should eat right and exercise and go to bed on time too. But who does that? Who goes to bed on time? Well, some people do, Matthew. Oh, that's weird. I go to bed when um, when my body has had enough. <laughs> <laughs> where I don't tell it. I'm not in control of it. it. I stay up because I want to experience as much life as possible. And then at some point, my body has, has had way too much or enough or whatever it is. And it goes, no, just, I don't care what he's doing. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> but he's right. Like, and the, and the, um, the, uh, you know, I think my brain gets in a lot of arguments. I know it does. And a lot of my, like, one of the the, the fun side is, like, but he's right in the middle of uh, West World. And then uh, the other one's like, I don't care. He can rewind it. And, he's get, and the other one's like, but he's not going to know how far to rewind it. He's right in the middle of the show. You're going to, this isn't, it's not going to go up, which, reminds me of an invention that I want to add to Netflix, which is one of those things that says, are you still watching? But it needs right. to figure out what right, exactly when you went to sleep. So it goes, it looks like you fell asleep. Do you want to continue watching? <laughs> and if you don't answer, then it says, oh, this is where. Yeah, then it, then it gives you like a nice, it starts to give you like a nice message. Like, I hope you have nice dreams, my sweet boy. Like you're you're loved, just you know, like stuff like that. Like that's all nice. That's and then you have, so that you kind of drift off into like, uh, you know, and you're not like completely upset and horrified when you wake up, like I am every day. <laughs> anyway, that's a, oh my lord. Think it's something Netflix could think about. Um, they're gonna probably do it like a like a heart monitor or something, or like a your breathing has significantly changed. But do you have that where sometimes you're 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 still trying to get all the all the stuff out of your day or whatever, and your body's just like, no, you're done. Yes. Yes, I, I do have that. It generally occurs much sooner in the day than, than yours does. I've noticed that. What do you have like like an early afternoon? I go to I go to Luby's at four o'clock to go through the, the buffet with all the old with all the old people who are there for the that uh, senior special. That's awesome. There's a restaurant called Luby's. Oh yeah. We don't have lubies out here, do we? That's true. We don't. No. Oh yeah. You know, I never I thought of it as I never thought of it as slightly dirty until you said it that way. No, oh, I didn't either. I just thought it was like a oil Lubies. Uh, hey, baby, you want to go to lubies? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Take your first date to lubies and wear a backwards hat, and if she likes you, then you know you've got a. Got a good uh, uh, so the the title of this segment is "Things Not to Wear on Your First Date and Places Not to Go." Well, I just I just think that uh, yeah, backwards hat and a and a uh, how do you say in English a flip flop? I don't think you should be doing that stuff ever. I don't think flip flops. You should be wearing those out. Nah, nah. That's 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 shower shoes, is what that is. Yeah. What's your theory about wearing something you want to die in? Oh well, like most of my 
theories on life. I get them from um, Tracy Jordan from <laughs> 30 Rock. From 30 Rock. Which is, so it's basically just from Tina Fey because she writes all right. that stuff. So he had one line that was dress every day like you're going to get murdered in those clothes. And I, t- I was like, yeah, of course, absolutely. If you leave the house, you sh- you should be wanting to wear your ghost clothes, which is a really good name for a band. I call ghost it clothes? Ghost Clothes. I like it. I have wondered about that. How do they know what outfit to wear? And it's it's what you were wearing when you died? Is that what it yes. is? Yes. That's of course. And then they're like, Do you want these robes? We have these like this this white robe like thing and you're like no i got these cool boots what are you talking about i've got my my levi's my black v <laughs> and my boots and uh i don't yeah i don't think you should how only... weird how weird would that be to see a ghost wearing board shorts and a and a wife beater t-shirt and has got his hat on backwards you know that's gonna, yeah, <laughs> and he's yeah. in flip-flops oh, you're gonna get really up there That'd be so hard to take him seriously. Yeah, you're gonna go. How can I, how can I connect with you on a, on a pure consciousness based level when you're in flip flops and <laughs> a backwards hat? And he'd be like, he'd be like, bro, bro, and I go, oh my god, why did I come to the pool? <laughs> Go, ghost clothes. You got to worry about your ghost clothes, man. You got to worry about your ghost clothes. That's why you you should always wear, pick your favorite thing and then just wear that every day. That's like your, you know. Well, your favorite thing that you would want to be wearing forever, or at least until you're released from the mortal plane through whatever well, okay. particular ceremonies have to occur to allow the the spirits that haven't been released yet to, to get on with their death or whatever it is. I guess. I mean, if you, I don't want to get political or anything like that, but if, if that's, if that's what you think it is, but okay, here's the worst case though, is then you spend most of your life or all of it wearing stuff that you like and that you wouldn't mind wearing for eternity. But like the one, the one day that I go out in like pleated khakis and a and a shirt that's like too tight around my belly, you know, uh-huh. and it's like it's like like blue or something, right? And the the pants the pants are slightly too tight, so the waistband is rolling over a little bit. Ah, uh, it. I mean, yeah. Oh, and the legs are. The legs are just like a half an inch too short. No, that's in style now. So that, no, it would be like baggy and too long. Now that's right, really baggy bad. Too long. Okay. So, so the one time I go out in pleated khakis and a and a golf shirt with a with a oh, Bluetooth God. on a, is a, the a, one I, I get hit by a, a truck. Golf shirt. There you go. That's the day I'm going to get hit by a truck, and those are my ghost clothes. And you're, and stuck, like, oh, you're stuck for eternity in a in a in khakis and a polo right. shirt. And it's either that or the the heaven provided robe or the robe. They charge you, take you the for robe. anyway. <laughs> They're like we have these really nice, you know, silken robes that are woven by an angel, who's a who's a total grouch by the way but she makes the best stuff and uh you can you can have this it's it's 59 angel bucks <laughs> and you go ah i'm good i got my got my black t-shirt and my levi's oh i'm good God. Oh. remember that the will ferrell thing with the angel bucks no with, uh harry carey oh you gotta no I love Will Ferrell stuff. I, well, is this, he, a, is he this a world, Will Ferrell I haven't seen? It's from SNL, and it was after Harry uh, Carey died. Yeah, and he came back and did Harry Carey, and you know, yeah. 
Anyway. Okay. Good question, though. We've. I forgot what the question was, but I think I, it was a good I, as most of our conversations are, I, I have no idea <laughs> where we ended up. Having a conversation with you is a lot like um, getting drunk and then putting on a blindfold and trying to hit a pinata while you're stuffed inside a um, a roller coaster that does loop-de-loops and you get dropped out onto a moving train and then thrown into the back of a truck and dropped in the desert. And then you pull the, the, the blindfold off. That's, that's how it feels to me. Most of the thanks, man, but it's always fun. Yeah. Thank you. I I have, I have no idea how I got here, but the trip was a blast. That's high praise. (laughs) That's high praise. Yeah, I th- I th- I do think it's a little uh it's a little like that, I, I would imagine. I've never done that, but I guess I don't need to now. Um all, all you have to do is listen to the podcast. I don't think I'm going to. I it seems like uh we should be the two people that don't. Yeah, right? never never see yourself on screen, that kind of thing. Well, I don't want to hear any of this stuff. I, like, you know, it's not. What if you're brilliant, though? <laughs> what are the chances of that? What if you What if you listen to it and go, my God, I sound fabulous. There's zero chance of that happening. I, <laughs> the only thing that I could, that I could get out of it is like, ah, uh, it's not, I don't sound that stupid, but then the, the more likely outcome would be that I'm like, Oh my God, I'm an idiot. I'm so stupid. Why am I doing this? Why did I let him talk me into this? That's like pretty much what I'm assuming. How what my reaction would be when I listen back. I'd be like, Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Okay. But it is fun though. I really I I enjoy these uh these chats that we have. Yeah. Yeah. How long have we been on? The time kind of stops. About, about 40 minutes. Hey, right on. Yeah. Um I mean, we're not getting into the uh the level of like like the Joe Rogan will do like 3 hours with with no. certain no, neither of us are that interesting uh, yet. Well, but if you'd go ahead you know, and get famous, if you'd get famous, it would help us a lot. I don't think, I don't think fame is interesting at all. I I, my favorite stuff is when they it was interesting. I that's not what I said. I don't care whether you find it interesting or not. I'm only thinking about myself here. And if you oh, well. if you would go ahead and be famous, it would help us a lot. It would help the podcast, or because it, w- it wouldn't make it more interesting. It would just make it more popular. <laughs> but, Popularity is its own reward, isn't it? I don't think so. I n- I never wanted to be famous. I hate the idea. Uh, I would take that's it. That's why you turned down the rich and famous contract. I would take I, it. I no. I w- no. I would take fame for the rich part. Because obviously, because the rich means freedom. Like you can, you can do more. You can do what you want, right? Um, or more of what I want. Like I do, I do a lot of what I want already. But I think I could do more, and I would be. I think I would be more productive, um, if I had more freedom. You know what I mean? But that's sure. that's the only thing. So, but I never wanted to be um, known for stuff. Like, especially to a point where you start getting recognized and, um, yeah, you know, where people are like looking at your grocery basket. You eat that? Like, and I eat pretty well, but I, I know I would get some looks. Like, really? 
you're getting that much steak? And they go like, well, yeah, it's good for you. And they go, oh, those are cows. And I go, I know, well, not anymore. I know I would get, I would get dirty looks from me. Yeah, but that happens anyway, right? <laughs> the other day I, um, I made some breakfast for, I was visiting my sister in Dallas and, or Tyler, Texas. And, um, which was super fun, by the way. It's really nice out there. Yeah, and, I, I actually used to live very close to Tyler. You don't know about that episode in my life. I want to hear about it. Mm, but it, was, it was brief and painful. Sounds sounds a lot like a first date. <laughs> um, well, it was my first exposure to a cult, so it was. Uh, yikes! It was kind of formative. Yeah. Well, I'm as hard as it is to say it's like a bad thing to say, but I'm glad that happened because of how you think now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. So I was making breakfast for, uh, for, uh, you know, my sister and wife and stuff. And I did like, a, your sister has a wife. I j- no sister and my wife. Oh. And so, and so, uh, I just made like sweet potatoes with a little, onion and seasoning and stuff. And then I just did scrambled eggs over it. Just like a little breakfast bowl thing. Oh yeah. It's really good. But oh, it didn't, yeah. have, didn't have any meat in it. So I, I said, I said, yeah, they're, yeah, it's really good. And I said, yeah. And it's vegan. Meanwhile, there are eggs and butter. <laughs> like. And cheese. And Oh yeah, I did use cheese. Yeah, beef broth and. <laughs> but I did, because it didn't have steak in it. I thought because this is vegan, right? It's vegan. No steak or bacon. Have steak. If it doesn't have steak or bacon, that's yeah. me. That's vegan. Yeah. Okay. You know that kind of veganism, I could almost barely tolerate. Oh no, there's no way I would do it. But my wife corrected me, and I appreciated it she goes yeah i know it's vegetarian ah but uh you know whatever. do you ever think about the fact that literally everything that lives lives on the death of something else um yeah except uh except vampires Okay. <laughs> I guess sometimes they do. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That is, well, yeah, I watch a, I watch a ton of nature shows. So, yeah. No, but I mean this, this, this whole idea that somehow being vegetarian or vegan is more, I don't know, more moral. Um, well, at some point you have to figure out like, can beans feel, and then if they can, then you have to just start eating minerals. Right. And there isn't anything that there's, there's nothing living that we, that we actually consider living that doesn't draw its food in one way or another from the death of other living things. I mean, even plants, you know, they, they, they get, they can have that, this process of photosynthesis where they turn sunlight into that's whatever, that's whatever what, the heck it is, but that's what but, vegans want, but they need dirt. They've also got to be in dirt to get the, the, their nutrition from the dirt and the dirt is made of the decomposing bodies of previously living things, plants and animals. Well, it's also everything lives off the death of something else. Look at the Venus flytrap. Well, yeah, that's, that's that's obvious. That's eating bugs, man. Carnivorous plants. Yeah. Yeah. But, But, but life cannot exist without the death of other life. That's a strange cycle, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of freaky, actually. 
It's kind I mean, of free. Yeah. yeah. This 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 idea that you can somehow be that you're eating can be moral is well here's rooted in it's rooted in fantasy. Well, you this is one thing. Rocks. This is this is something that I think goes back to. Uh, it also ties into Genesis as well. There's a, the theory that uh, not theory, but like sort of the understanding that the way to interpret cre- the creation of Adam and Eve is that they were sort of lifted out like the knowledge of good and evil lifts you out of the food chain and you start you, you know good and evil like so what's good for the seal is bad for the penguin or right what you could say is evil for the penguin so right. Penguins think that seals are bad or evil or whatever. And, but actually it's really good for the flock because the slow and the, you know, the slower ones and the old and the sick and all that stuff get eaten and the healthy ones thrive or get away or whatever. And right. so it, it's actually good for the health of the flock. Um, even though it sounds weird to say flock for birds that don't fly flock of penguins i don't know what you call them a whole bunch of penguins all together yeah it's a flock that's a flock of birds a flock of birds penguins. are a flock yeah no but i mean there might be some other one that is a murder of crows yeah that is cool i think they just did that because it's cool maybe they were like ah, oh, like, there's maybe penguins are like a, an assault of penguins that's <laughs> like <laughs> actually i am gonna look that up Perfect. but anyway so i bet it's so a troop What's well, good for the seal is, you know, bad for the penguin, but it's actually good for the penguin, but they don't know that. So they still run away. It's not, because like the enlightened penguin would go like, you know what? In all fairness, I'm kind of slower than the other penguins. And I've got a, got this heart palpitation and I've got a lazy eye. I'm going to just give myself to the, pe- to the seal for the good of the flock. Uh, so, that would be like an enlightened, like that had eaten from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you know? Right. So it would lift itself out of the food chain and go, Oh, this by is making like, itself the part of the food chain. Oh. Now, now I get it. I mean, I'm still going to eat steak and stuff, but I get, I get it. So when I'm watching a nature show, I'm, I'm rooting for whatever happens. Because you know, sometimes you're you're rooting for the cute thing. You always right. root for the penguin to get away from the seal, or the little lizard that was on its birthday is running for its life from snakes. Right? It's like crawls out of the ground from on its. It just was born, and it crawls out of the ground, and there's like a pack of snakes. What's a what's a group of snakes called? It's not a pack. Let's call them a pack. Like, I like that. A pack of snakes. A slither of snakes. And a, and a herd of penguins. No, no, you didn't say it. <laughs> and on its birthday, it has to run, and most of them die, and a couple of them make it to the beach. And then they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's what I assume that they say as soon as they get to the the safe rock. Like, they do the whole jump, and then they're, they're safe, and the snake can't fall. And they're like, Jesus. That's what I think the baby snake on its birthday or the, the little lizard, right? But you're rooting for the cute one, but you're also, if, if the leopard doesn't get the ostrich, you know, that's going to die. And then its cubs are going to die. So who are you, for whom are you rooting? That's right. You know what I mean? So a lot of it, ostriches? I think a lot of it is, the knowledge of good and evil lifts you out of just fearing for your life or like being, you know, like being afraid of the tiger and hunting the caribou or whatever. I don't know what people do. That's, it's their business. Okay, so we've got leopards eating ostriches and <laughs> caribou. Where is, where is this mythical place you're talking about? 
Well, you know, the garden of the crazy, uh, wicked stuff trying to eat you. I don't know, Africa? <laughs> Alaska? I don't know. So, if you're, instead of just freaking out about bears and then trying to kill deer, let's make it a North American okay. thing. I don't know. I kind of like the tiger hunting the caribou myself. You sort of, you sort of, you sort of uh, are raised up out of that into like this, huh? This is how it works. I see. But I don't think animal animals don't think that way. Animals don't. They're just like, oh my god, this the bear! I gotta get out of here. Bear's trying to, you know, eat my face. Salmon. You know, like out of out of a few million salmon, there are like a few hundred or thousand or something that actually make it back to their birthplace to spawn. Yeah, and then they die as soon as they do. I know I would. Sex would be a lot less inviting if you knew you were going to die as soon as you've done it once. Like a mantis sex? Yeah. That's like a... Like I. Can you, I, imagine, I, the, can you imagine the daddy mantis having a, a talk with his son? Okay, Bobby. Here's, he can't. Here's yeah, He's but dead. just just go with it here, okay? All right. So so we'll go. Okay. So so the so the the the, the child mantis is talking to mommy. Mommy. Yeah. How come none of my my friends have daddies? <laughs> and and Mabel, the the mantis mother, Mabel the mantis mom. Yeah, good good name. Says, well, um, Mark. Um, here's how it works. Someday you're going to see a, a lady mantis that, that you're going to, you're going to really like a lot and you're going to want to make baby mantises with her and you'll do everything you can to attract her again and to get her to say yes. And then at long last, you'll get to, to do the special thing that mommy and daddy mantises do to make baby mantises. And then she'll kill you and eat you. Well, I would be the one, I would be the one that was like, eh, I, I, I don't think I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no, I oh, that whole homosexuality thing is looking better all the time. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm charming enough that I think I would be the one that they were like, you know what? You can stick oh. around. I, I oh. think I'm not going to eat your head. Oh. And I'd be like, yeah, still got it. Still got it. Oh, man. All right. I, well, I I think we've <laughs> explored the very outer limits of, of reason and rationality in today's episode. Who who mentioned anything about that? Well, Max said, listen, you guys try to be reasonable and rational when he asked me to, to guest host today. And I said, yeah, but it's going to be Matthew. And he said, okay. I've ever talked about that. <laughs> well, that's right. the other thing is the, uh, that whole theory. I The theory that people don't make rational decisions almost ever has really helped my life. Oh yeah. If you realize almost no one makes rational decisions at all. Yeah. And of those, they only do it like 10% of the time. Oh yeah. It really yeah. Ma- makes everything easier. It does. It helps to understand yourself and the rest of the world and yeah. kind of chill out a little bit about all the insanity that, that, that we get to experience all the time. It makes me think that like maybe they should mention that in school. Instead of focusing so much on uh, Trenton being the capital of New Jersey, they could have they could have mentioned like, 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, Trenton. Also, no one makes rational decisions ever. <laughs> so just just keep that in your back pocket for like, you know, when it comes up in trivia. Right. But there'd be some smart ass in the back of the room that would be very much like myself saying, so does this mean it doesn't matter what we do on our tests? Of course that's what that means. Yeah. I got terrible grades in high school and look at me. <laughs> I mean, that's a bad example, but bad example. You no, know, you know there are some successful people out there who didn't do well in school. Oh my gosh. Most of the successful people, the really successful people that I've worked with, um, quit school. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think we've uh, I think we've exhausted the possibilities today. Um, uh, let's never do this again. Yeah. No, I, uh, you know those guys. All right. Well, this has been the uh, Manly Danger Show. Uh, Chet and Max are out of town. Um, this has been uh, he's Matthew. I'm Jack. We're sitting in, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. See you later. This has been the Manly Danger Show with Chet Manley and Max Danger. Special guest hosts, Matthew Thornton and Jack Heald. Tune in next week for another episode of the Manly Danger Show.